This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. TV Wrestling Network, friends and family, surprise, welcome to a uh, off-week special episode of your home for everything current, up-to-day, modern-day wrestling, Place Be Nation's main event. I am Scott Criscolo. Yes, we, I mean, obviously we still are going to have our regularly scheduled episode one week from, if you're listening to this on Friday when it drops, one week from today we'll still have our regular episode, but <laughs> this was a week that we kind of couldn't wait another week to do um this is probably one of the most surreal weeks in the history of of professional wrestling in many ways uh obviously it is wwe dominated uh and we thought most of the discussion this week was going to be fun uh and then someone had to come along and ruin it so we have to talk about the bad with the good and we're going to do that this week so this will be a little shorter than our normal main events we'll hope to go no longer than 45 you know hour tops um and then next week we'll go back to our regular length episode but we will have a show next week this is a special episode for all of you because we didn't want to let this week go by and then next week talk about it while it's already kind of old um of course, it is a big pay-per-view this weekend down at the Trop in Tampa. It is the 30, no, wait, 37th, I think. Is it 37th Royal Rumble? I don't know. 38th? Well, 40 years will be 19, will be 2028. So this is probably like 36, I guess. Anyway, we'll talk about that and a bunch of other things. But I'm not doing it alone. Joining me uh, this evening is a guy, uh, two gentlemen who I am quite fond of. Uh, one of them has been uh, a beast with me here on the main event over the past few weeks. He has helped out in immense ways, and he is back this week giving me my usual biweekly, or in this case, weekly primer on why the Lakers suck and why I should hop back on the Knicks bandwagon like I did in the mid-90s. Ladies and gentlemen, the boogie of the bayou, Mr. Andrew Reich. Yes, I'm back. And, you know, Scott, do you know what I want to talk about? I shudder to think. I want to talk about you because I was thinking about it and you are you have just absolutely mastered the podcast business. You know, we're doing this as squeezing in this episode with very special uh, events going on. And but I was thinking, man, I, I, I pumped out some episodes to help fill in here. I feel like I got my I feel like I got it back. I've done almost 300 episodes of NBA team with Adam Murray. I did about 50. With, you know what that means? I did so many randoms and I just thought about it. Mm-hmm. I am more pod father than you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can I can uh, separate business from pleasure, Scott. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, my little boogie. You are one of my you are you are my southeast capo. You do handle my you do handle well, this my is business. The part where you're supposed to say that you're more like me than me, but I don't know if you want to take any of that. <laughs> you're more like me than me. Oh God, I don't root I'm for crap. Than you I don't root for I don't root for crap teams like the Pelicans. No. Well, you are um, more anyway. than me because I have two left feet. I literally can't dance. <laughs> I can't dance. I can't. Never mind. Uh, Boogie I always plays. Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> I love Foreigner. Foreigner. That's Genesis, you dope. Um, oh my God. Anyway. Hey. Uh, we do have a glorious return. Um, this fine man, of course, has been on uh, uh, PTO here on the main event to handle some things. Uh, we said prayers to his family and to him. But he is back with us, and boy, we seriously need him tonight. If there's any episode where we need a conscience, because we're going to talk about somebody who literally has none, it's tonight. Welcome back. Oh my God! Uh, thank you. <laughs> I have so much to say. I have so much on my mind. Uh, the first thing I want to say um, to everybody, um, it, like for those of you who don't know, my dad passed uh, a few weeks ago, uh, so it's been pretty hard. We lost my mom a couple years ago, so my sister and I, and uh, you know, my wife and my brother-in-law and kids are kind of trying to figure out everything to do. But um, I am, I'm going to get emotional right off the top, right until we get into another emotional topic. But um, I have had so much love and support from this community. Obviously, you too, I, I think immensely. Um, Nate, like, you know, Nate's been busy. I, I do know that I talked to Nate this week and he's planning on coming back, hopefully in a couple weeks. Um, but he, God, he sent me like a five minute voice message that uh, a couple weeks ago that just like killed me. Uh, it was just the sweetest thing. You know, people like Jordan, Justin, um, like, like even some of the old G's like Dave Musgrave uh, reached out. Wow. Uh, yeah. Cause, you know, I know he lost his parents, uh, you know, a few years back. So and yep. then uh, Will from uh, Texas, who we haven't heard from a while. Uh, such a, yeah. Really nice text. So, you know, Glenn, you know, everybody, Todd, Chad, Brad. Um, all, all the guys, and it's just been really very sweet and very, th I'm very thankful. Um, yeah, like this, this community, I was talking to Justin about this, like that we got it. It's been around now. How long have we like known each other, Rich? Like through CWO and all that, like 2006. Yeah. You know, 18 yeah. years, right? Wow. Uh, yeah. older I, than like, my child. It, yeah. Like, yeah. But before my children were born too, like. Uh, it, it's just such a great community, and it, it's sad that I took this to remind me how great it is. Um, but it, I, I'm just, again, very thankful. I even, you know, some of like the, you know, a couple of the people from Post, like uh, if you've been listening to the Newbie and Wrestling Advocates, like Chris Ely reached out, uh, you know, my guy, G, my guy, 2A Ray, um, just very thankful. So, um, and Rish picking up the, picking up my slack too. But um, yeah, I mean, we were supposed to just talk about Netflix today. That's what we were going to put yeah, together. I, I, I was just here to Netflix. I was just Netflix and chilling, and then I looked at my phone and it went, "Whoa, we're going to yeah. have to do a pod today." Oh <laughs> yeah, how? Um, yeah, it came well, out of nowhere. Like, like uh, well, the actual story dropping came out of nowhere today. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, first off, that's the, funny oh, because Netflix just dropped a Randy Orton comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Did they really? Out of nowhere. Oh, jeez. Now you know I've had to deal with for the last, like, fucking three episodes. Um, 
<laughs> anyway, uh, Steve, you know, you're, you, I mean, for us, it's been 15 years. Cause I mean, you, yeah. you were an OG, you both were OGs oh, yeah, we always back to 2011, the first episode, I believe even, but even before the pods, when, when we were doing the boards and we were writing, oh, the, yeah. uh, we were writing, we were doing the, uh, oh my God, we were doing the role-playing fucking the role-playing federation or whatever. Yeah. That was so much fun. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god! I had Arn. I had, that, I had Arn in a relationship with Eva Longoria. It was like so unrealistic, but I mean, it was. <laughs> but the know. most the most important thing we'll say about that is with all that time and how long this whole network and uh, the place to be has been together. With all that time, also comes loss, you know. Yeah. And every every all three of us have had to do it. All of us mm-hmm. have had to do episodes and motor through them through loss, and it's really really hard. And I my heart goes out to everybody who is in the community that has had to deal with loss. It, it's terrible, but I'm glad everybody sticks together and they're here now. Mm. I mean, listen, we've all lost parents. Uh, we lost a member of our community. Calvin Crowell yeah. died a, a few years ago. Um, so, you know, we, we band together, you know, and we love to talk wrestling. We love to talk sports and music and everything. Unfortunately, this first story tonight, I would prefer not to talk about, but unfortunately we have to, because with every, with every Steve Willie, there's there's a vince mcmahon so all right let's 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 begin so we all know that vince had been on the shit list no jokes tonight uh on the shit list for quite a while with the feds we know that a lot of weird sec stuff and everything and some questionable behavior with employees well today if you're listening to this on friday then yesterday um a the uh official uh, saga was unfurled in uh, in Connecticut court. So here's the story, and we're obviously I'm going to be I'm going to try to be succinct, but I'm also going to not skip anything. But we are definitely not going into that kind of detail. Okay. So uh, beginning in, we're going to go back to this goes further back than I thought it did, but. We're going to go back to, I believe it's 2019 is when this apparently all began. So, uh, let's see. Um, okay. So, Janelle Grant is the uh, woman who uh, is filing this lawsuit against Vince. Number one, I want to make very clear to all of the tribals out there. This is not a lawsuit against WWE or TKO, or Endeavor. This is just Vince. And Laurinaitis, I believe, too. And Laurinaitis, because he deserves yeah. it, too. And Laurinaitis. Okay, so the lawsuit alleges that she met Vince in March of 2019 after an introduction from a manager in her apartment building. Vince lived in the penthouse of the same building, and Grant was looking for a job after her parents died. When they met, McMahon allegedly made promises of a job at WWE and showered Grant with gifts. During meetings that were supposed to be about the job, he greeted her in his underwear and repeatedly asked for hugs. Then, the suit said, he pressured her into sexual activities in return for employment and warned her to stay quiet about their interactions. Grant began working for WWE in June of 2019 as an administrator coordinator, a position McMahon created for her in WWE's legal department. Now we now Jerry McDevitt is involved. 
She said she expressed concerns that the job felt unearned, but McMahon told her that all she needed to do was not tell anyone and that it just has to look legit. Colleagues complained about overflowing inboxes, but Grant had little work. Meanwhile, McMahon allegedly sent her sexually explicit messages and his sexual demands increased. He forcefully used toys on her, including, I'm, I'm trying to skip words, including long phallic objects that he named after wrestlers. I have tons of jokes there, but I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm listening to you read this, and I read the whole lawsuit today while I also had seven clients, and so there's there's something wrong with me, but that's for another day. <laughs> um, even hearing you like read it, though, like from the moment the answering the door in the underwear and asking for hugs, like this is a textbook grooming situation. You know, that word is used too much by like politicians now who don't know what they're talking about. This is grooming behavior. And he, and then as it gets bigger, like that's where it starts, and then it just gets like it's could not be any more classic. This and I is think, not like, locker room talk. No, no, no. This is not. This is this is this is horrible scenism. behavior. Yeah. Yep. Um. And like yeah, we like you said, Scott. Like we don't want to get too much into details. You know, I'm I'm gonna reach out to Nate. I already reached out to Nate today. Um, and Chris, and maybe we'll do something more in depth because you know uh, Chris has got the law perspective. I have a lot of the psychology perspective and, you know, I like our, it's something we have to cover here, but it's like, I want to separate it out. That's partially my decision. Um, Uh, Like, you know, it's just kind of where I want to take the show today. This is the type of subject that even with passage of time, it might not do the trick. Like, for example, like people make fun of 9-11 now. 9-11 is still a terrible thing that happened, but time passed by and now it's people make jokes about it. I don't know if you could ever make jokes about this. This is deplorable. Well, yeah. let me tell you, I'll say this, Boogie. Uh, if you live up near me, you don't. You still don't make jokes about 9-11. I'll say that yeah, right now. It, yeah, exactly. Um, true, true. But so, what I'm saying is that with passage of time, well, no, I, no, I get what you're saying. People no, find it more acceptable. I'm not saying, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not throwing any shade on you by any stretch. I'm just yeah, telling okay. you, I'm just saying that you live Shit, up I here. I remember people making jokes about the Challenger exploding, like, within, yeah, within, exactly. you know, weeks. So, these uh, phallic uh, things caused bruising and bleeding. Uh, Grant alleged that the that she complained to Vince and made attempts to end the relationship. Uh, I'm trying to go in order of uh, let's see. Uh, um, in the middle of another workday on June 23rd, 2021. Uh, Vince locked Grant inside his private locker room at WWE's offices and forced himself on her over a massage table, according to the suit. Later that day, McMahon's personal assistant delivered $15,000 in Bloomingdale's gift cards to her in her office. Yeah, basically admitting guilt. Pretty so much treating talking, her like Yeah, we're, pretty we're much talking treating her like rape. And, and, and I'm not, I, I probably have no idea how big offices work. But does every headquarters and corporate have massage tables? Um, only Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. <laughs> That's my joke. He needs to be tied to one and pushed off a clip. Never mind. Yeah. Um, hey. diff- different thing altogether. Uh, 
The suit also alleges screenshots of explicit text messages that McMahon allegedly sent to Grant. A May 2020 message said, I'm the, I'm the only one who owns you and controls who I want to mm-hmm. you. Grant alleges that McMahon shared nude photos. Oh, God. Uh, nude photos and explicit f- videos of her without consent with other WWE employees. Also a crime. Unnamed yeah. executives and stars and directed her to have sex with them. The suit cited a July 2020 text that said others at WWE wanted to have sex with her after seeing photos on McMahon's phone. And the group laughed when he told them she may scream. And I'm, I'm not seeing the rest of that. Um, Grant alleges that the company diverted attention away from McMahon's abuse by focusing on the accounting for the payouts. Others at WWE knew about McMahon's misconduct, but worked to conceal the wrongdoing, according to the suit. And I think we kind of know who those others are. That Yeah, I think are those are the... Deployed. Yeah, my hope is that we're not going to see many wrestlers involved in this. I like it seems to be a lot of like corporate people and like yes. he shared it with yep. like a lot of like the technicians and stuff like that. There still might be some intercompany head rolling. Yeah. Still, like e- even though we're pat even even Endeavor put out a statement saying this is from past uh, incidents and McMahon has no influence. There are people still probably within the infrastructure of the company that probably have some loose involvement with it. And the moment it's outed in any way, shape, or form by these reports. They're probably gone. I mean, I don't Vince want to implicate. Vince will be gone. I, here's my Vince will be gone. To where this is going to be released on Friday. We're well, there has to be a morality clause. I know we're jumping yeah. to the end, but there yeah. has to be a morality clause in his new role in TKO. And after that's five p.m. immediately. After five p.m. on Friday night this mm-hmm. week, or they'll wait until after the Rumble um, and do it next Friday. Yeah. Um, he will. He'll be gone. But then there's the others like Bruce Pritchard. Kevin yeah. Dunn's already gone. Um, or as Scott likes to call him, Bucktooth Fuckface. <laughs> Bucktooth Fuckface. He's definitely Bucktooth Fuckface. I don't know if um, I'm I'm going to withhold judgment on Pritchard. I don't think it was – I don't think Bruce Pritchard was involved. I have a feeling none of the creative guys were – well, yeah, I don't think anybody creative-wise was involved. I feel like this is mostly corporate, yeah. legal, m- muckety-mucks. But- because well, it was happening. In my, only, my only point is that the fallout of this part of the scandal is that a, a shakedown is coming mm-hmm. where they just say, OK, anybody who was even remotely involved with this out. Brock Lesnar, you have some indirect involvement with this. You're not yeah. going to be on the shows. Mm-hmm. There will be consequences. Uh, because the reason and for everyone, for, for those who don't know, the reason uh, Boogie brought up Brock is apparently. According to this suit. Uh, Vince needed to re-sign Brock uh, in 2021 in the midst of the pandemic, right before WrestleMania 37. Was he even at WrestleMania 37? No, he wasn't. He came back at SummerSlam. Yeah, who the hell did he even wrestle? He didn't even wrestle. But anyway, not that that matters. That's irrelevant. Um, And apparently Vince showed a picture of Ms. Grant to Brock, and he kind of dug it. I don't know what the fuck Sable's thinking right now, but um, and he pretty much told Miss Grant that uh, Vince uh, Brock coming back to the company is predicated on you uh, doing your duty. I mean, that's just disgraceful. I thought we I thought this ended in the 80s when Moolah whored out all of her students to fucking uh, 
all those, you know, drag promoters in Texas and, and, uh, you know, Florida and all these other backwoods trash bags, because this is pretty much, this is pretty much what Moolah did in the, this 80s. is that sleaze file, that whole sleaze file from back in the day. Oh yeah. Uh, it's yeah. in one, in one instance. Yeah. And this isn't going to be the only woman. You know, we already know there's more women involved. Oh, there's totally. Uh, I I shudder to even think of details from pre-social media and lawsuit filings of what he did in the past. I mean, not the first time. Are we? I mean, in the general scheme of things, are we surprised overall? No, we all knew Vince was a fucking weirdo. I mean, it goes back to when those rumored, you know, him and Billy Jack Kane snorting coke off Rita Chatterling's tits in the in the limo. He promoted like, that, that, it in his promos, Scott. He literally yeah. has a clip with JR where he says, I love destroying lives. Yeah. And it's not character. It's him. That's Vince McMahon. Yeah. I mean, I'm watching on one of my chrono watches. I'm right in the middle of the middle of 2002. And this is when he was the the storyline. Remember, he was the GM of SmackDown. Well, he was running SmackDown, and pretty much nobody was running Raw at the time because Bischoff hadn't come in yet. This was, well, he'll be coming in soon because I'm in the beginning of July. And remember, Stacey Keebler was his assistant. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is, I have to I have to fast forward the segments. I can't watch them. Well, Vince, and it's a, exactly what you're saying, Scott. Like, people like this, they tell on themselves. They tell on themselves constantly. Clinton, yeah. Trump, you know, Vince. Um, they can't. They can't help themselves. People yeah. like that cannot help themselves. It's a red dream for them. Yeah. It's people fantasy. don't realize that it's not about, and this is getting to the psychological stuff. Like I've done research on this. Like, unfortunately, like I've read a lot about this. It's not even necessarily about the sex. It's about the power. And, totally. And you Which can what see as the suit goes on. It escalates every single time until it just gets like almost like a snuff film <laughs> like, yeah. oh, not to that, you know, extreme. But you're cutting up close with all the, you know, and we don't even have to get into it. It's 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 out there. It's easy to read the lawsuit. This is but. a man who spent his entire career blurring reality and fantasy. He wanted his reality to be a fantasy. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Those um, texts are his fantasy. And he's trying to make it a reality. And they have, and they have, it's, uh, it's a warped one. They have, um, and it was, it, it was released today. I think it was, was it WrestleOps? I'm trying to think who it was. I'm sure it was more than one. I saw it on WrestleOps, but, uh, on Twitter today that there was some released of Vince's texts. And listen, I think we've all seen our share of everything in our lives. And even I blushed. First of all, he can't fucking spell. Secondly, it's just, I, 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 I forget the, 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 uh, the subject matter. I would never, ever talk to a woman like that ever, unless it was, you know, we're in a situation consenting role-playing, whatever, but I would never, ever talk to a woman like that. And can you imagine that he was in a position writing scripts for women? And now you and now we all kind of think back at it kind of makes sense now, like why the Attitude Era had such shitty wrestling because he didn't give two fat fucks about how the, how the matches were. He just wanted to see all their midriffs and all their, you know, um, uh, you know, 
he he uh, he just wanted to be in control, and it's just disgraceful. So I, we're not. I'm not reading the texts. You, if anybody listening, I, I hold no judgment. I read them. Feel free to read them whenever you'd like. I'm not reading them on air here. Yeah, I, I read them I'm too. Not doing it. I'm not doing it. No, it's this. I'm not doing it. I'm not justifying this man's proclivity for depravity. And I want to like since we're just talking about that too, like you know, just like kind of a warning to the the listeners. There are going to be a lot of people in these spaces. Like there's always podcasts and there's all these you know, uh, you know, writers and stuff that they're going to be doing a lot of posting this stuff without warning they're going to be playing up the salacious parts of it you hot know, maybe takes. yeah hot takes kind of joking around and, and stuff about it and uh, um be careful who you read um like i like you know we take this stuff seriously obviously mm-hmm. um like i'm a like dave Meltzer is going to uh, i i guarantee you he is going to cover this with the utmost respect um because like when it comes to like history stories and like serious stories, he's very good. Um, like I'm a big fan of uh, post wrestling, like John Pollock. He's going to be someone who takes this incredibly seriously. So I would like kind of just like read read sources like that and try not to get to all the clickbaity sites because you're in a scene here. Some stuff that you're going to hear. Like I've already seen people defend it. Um, or like, and there's no, we already had like a, I'm not, I don't even want to say the man's name cause he's so fucking disgusting, but we had a man, we had a blogger online already out the woman's name months ago mm-hmm. and thinking he was doing some kind of a scoop, doing a service to the IWC. Yeah. You're a disgrace and you're now implicated in this. If you go read it, you'll know who it is. And also, Let's, like, oh, sorry, Steve, go ahead. Yeah, like, they have, like, all sorts of thoughts on here. Um, just nothing but, like, I'm, I'm self-censoring here. I, I sent you guys uh, something in the chat. Yep, no, no, no. Um, sure. Let me, let me, let me, you think about it. Let me, because I have a yeah, thought. Yeah, go ahead. Mind, so let me think. So let's get out of the, let's get out of the gross part of it and get into the legally businessy part yeah, of it. Yeah. So, so the other thing that made me laugh today uh, is seeing people on Twitter going, I'm sure Endeavor loves this news. They already knew. The only people that had no idea before today were us, the knuckleheads. This has been talked about for a year and a half now. Hey, 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 Scott, are you calling the wrestling media knuckleheads? That's disrespectful. Uh, it, it really is. I know. Truth hurts. Um, <laughs> but, but, but Endeavor and the FBI, and I'm sure you know, other legal entities involving TKO, whether it's Ari Emanuel or Dana or whoever, have probably already gone through everybody, uh, which is why Vince is gone, which is why Bucktooth Fuckface is gone, um, which is why uh, a lot of, uh, oh, well, obviously, Laurinaitis is gone. Um, knowing... Oh, and Sorry. here's the difference. Well, here's my thing. Here's here's the fine line, Steve. And this is where I kind of need your. So help me out here before I make a. I don't want to speak out of oh, turn. No. You're yeah. you're more you. 
Knowing and abetting are two different things. Agreed. I feel like I don't know if a lot of this happened in the office. I'm sure a lot of this happened during the vid. So most of this probably happened in Vince's penthouse. I'm sure some things did happen in parts of the building. But you have to understand the Triple H's, the, the you know, the the Shawn Michaels, like they're all traveling. They're on the road. They're at Raw. Shawn's at, at full at full sale. You know, Triple H is at Raw and then he's traveling during the week and then he goes to SmackDown. And so. I don't think you're going to see as many of the creative people in it as you think. These Just are going to be like the mid-level marketing managers. Or, yeah. And like exactly. you said, like the it's difference just, between no, like it could be. And, and part of that power thing, too, is. You're going to feel trapped. Right. Yeah. Because and that that's part of the control factor. Like, ha ha ha. Now, you know. So what do you do? Are you going to like say something? Well, you're going to lose your job. You're, you know, whistleblower. Yeah. The, and we see what happens with whistleblowers a lot of the times. They end up getting, you know, raked through the, the coals. And that's, that was that goes back to what I was trying to say. I was trying to figure out how to say it. Um, right. This woman, and I'm, I'm not going to name her just out of respect for her. Um, but l- l- no one brings this stuff out in public into mm-hmm. this detail. Unless there's at least a major level of truth to it. Um, there's been historical, like the Duke lacrosse thing is the famous one where there's been false accusations. Mm-hmm. It is so rare. Like, I want to say the statistics because are like 95% of victims come forward. It's, it's the truth. But mm-hmm. no one is going to go to this level and out themselves. Right. Put their name on it. So they're going to get, I mean, her... Uh, my wife and I were watching the nightly news tonight, like, like the old fashioned NBC nightly news with Lester Holt at five 30, you know, like the most mainstream of mainstream news. Um, her picture was, they showed her picture, uh, you know, of, like that is brave beyond all possibility of brave because, you know, okay. Obviously allegedly, okay. I'll say allegedly, but also not allegedly. I guarantee you that most of these things, if not all of them happened. So I want to mm-hmm. give her all the credit in the world for for being so brave. Um, just skip to the, know, the knowing and abetting. Yeah, I think there are going to be people who knew about it or it was untold or like his defense is going to be that it was all consensual. I guarantee it. Um, if it's yeah, all consensual, like, then why are you giving her $15,000 in gift cards? Yeah, out of the goodness of your heart? Happens. Yeah, and they, yeah. And they were to Old Navy. No. They were to the nicest department stores you've ever exactly. heard of. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's that's that's part of the control as well. Correct. It, Gave her a new BMW, all yeah. that stuff. You know, it's, you give all, them it's the all it is so textbook like it's and and then that way people can say, oh, well, we know they're together like and not know the extent of it. And there will be people who say, oh, you know, she wanted it. Right. That's 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 what there will be people who say that she was in it. She's in it for the money. She's in it for this. Look at all she had. Well, that, that is part of like a teeny tiny part of it. Like you're basically you're mind effed. You are like absolutely Mm -hmm. mind effed by all of this. I want to, I want to follow up on the, uh, the, what did they know part? And I want to piggyback what Steve said. Yeah. The, 
part involving TKO and R.E. Manuel when they formed the group and they bought the company and they acquired it. Oh, well, do you know what kind of trouble you're getting into? Of course, the part that they were not sure of and now they are diving into it. But I guarantee you the lawyers were prepared for this was the da- and no pun intended because I know there's a stable named after him. The damage control situation. That's the part that they had that they have been preparing themselves for. OK. When all this stuff that the board already knows about involving Vince's discretions comes out in public, because it will, whether it's leaked or not, when it comes out and it's as sorted as it looks, how do we distance ourselves from Vince McMahon once we have control of the company? That's the part that they're trying to figure out. Now, the part involving, well, this WWE could go out of business for this. Um, There's a whole other side of this episode that we're going to talk about involving news this week that says the exact opposite of that. So I don't think WWE existentially has a problem. Um, I think Vince McMahon has an enormous problem. Uh, and it's now TKO's capacity to remove Vince out of their equation so that it's not their problem anymore. Um, And they had to do a whole lot of maneuvering in order to make it easier to push Vince out. And now we are on the precipice of that. The thing about Steve that I want to piggyback Mm -hmm. is that everyone talks about, oh, this is the end of the Vince McMahon era. This is the end of this story. Uh, Who do you believe? All this stuff. The most important story at the end of all of this is hers. Mm-hmm. Because she was point. she was the one who went out there and put her name on it. When you go to that's why you know, I just I was I, I know a lot about the Harvey Weinstein case. The reason why it was so hard to get the details from multiple confirmation confirmed sources, even famous people, they were embarrassed to even admit that they were involved in it. So for her to be willing to go out there, I don't think she was talking to her law firm and saying, oh, yeah, throw this detail. Oh, I got this. I got this. When she was showing those those texts, those screenshots of the text, I bet she was traumatized by it. Yeah. I don't think she was proud of it. You know, like she's some sort of Jezebel. That's not what this is. This is a victim. This is a victim telling her story. That's the story that people need to keep attention to not the the fall of Vince McMahon and oh this is going to make a great documentary on dark side or Netflix no that's the fallout years and years later the most important thing is that this woman is protected from a sexual predator Mm -hmm. that's that's the most important thing uh I think the NDA that was signed in 2022 will be interesting I'm curious who the anonymous tip is Mm-hmm. I think I've it had to be within the board who read the actual. Form. Yeah, it's probably in the board. Because um, uh, that is the question. Was... Like the the one question I had is, um, according to the victim, when the board was doing all of their investigations, that they didn't contact her. Um, and that's the old the old board. One I of them was for... Erica Nardini from Barstool Sports. She was put on the board, not involved on the board. Yeah. She just left Barstool. Um, Very it... suddenly. Yeah, and can yeah. What if it was Stephanie? Oh, I can believe that. Mm -hmm. But that makes it even more despicable that if she had that knowledge, she goes out there in her first day running the company as COO and says, "Thank you, Vince," and leads a chant with it. How disgusting is that? Yeah. Well, come on, Boogie. There's, I think there's, I heard about that. I think there's more to that to that than meets the eye too. I think uh, because he also had all the majority shares, they didn't want to piss him off. Yeah, he had more. Uh, let's let's. There's not. 
let's not give let's not make everybody a perpetrator either. Not everybody mm-hmm. is innocent, but not everybody is guilty either. Right. There's layers. So there, there's yeah, it, this is let's focus on the fact that Vince is fucked. And all the money, everything he's done. Well, I he's agree with have Steve. To and I all wanna... that money. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think him, I think Lauren, I'd, at least the two of them. The only one that I'm perplexed on, and then we'll move on to the better news. I think we've beaten this into the ground more than I really wanted to. But Nick Khan, I'm I'm curious how cooperative he probably was. Because again, we have to remember, and 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 the people on Twitter thought. I mean, this has been known probably for a year and a half. The minute the tip started. And all of 2023 and all of that, I think they've been working with an endeavor. Like this is none of this is a surprise except us because it's none of our fucking business. Mm-hmm. But. And that's why Vince, you know, the rock is now everybody thought that was a publicity stunt. No, it wasn't. Rock's a pretty shrewd businessman. And he's a guy the company can trust. He brings visibility. Um. They had a big employees meeting. My very, very dear friend who works for WWE said she's in the new building, business as usual. Saw Triple H today. Um, they've got shit to do. They and had their second biggest pay-per-view of the year in yeah. 72 hours. My, by the um, way, this is the second time a Vince story has tried to eclipse a major event. He quit right before SummerSlam about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the first time. He also put himself back into the top of WWE right before WrestleMania last year. So, yeah, I, I think. The, this. Oh, sorry, Steve. Good. Oh, yeah, I have two points. There's yeah, part of me that thinks that bringing Dwayne, bringing The Rock on earlier this week was knowing that this was going to come out. Yeah, I agree. And to have some like good faith and like show damage control. Yeah. And I think it's going to be like the rock doesn't mess around the, the, like, like Dwayne Johnson has a brand and he is very protective of that brand and he is not going to include himself in something like this. If he didn't like he, right. yeah. My other point, um, he Vince was supposed to pay $3 million as part of the settlement that he agreed to that, that they wrote up. Right. Because yep. they came to her with the NDA and came to her with the money. He paid her one million of that three million and never paid her the rest of it. I was thinking of that because like I, I give a little bit of a math background and, and Vince is a billionaire. Right. Like especially with the TKO buyout, mm-hmm. he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. So I did a little math. Two million dollars, which he didn't pay to a billionaire is point zero zero two percent. So what does that mean to compare us? Let, let's let's say so, like let's say I'm making seventy five thousand dollars a year. Okay, it was just an arbitrary number I came with. Like seems like kind of middle classish. That percentage to someone who makes seventy five thousand dollars a year is one hundred and fifty dollars. So this is the equivalent of me getting fined one hundred and fifty dollars. Not that I I'm not telling you what I make, but um, it's not seventy five thousand dollars. But like. That would be the equivalent of like a middle class person having to pay a hundred and fifty dollar fine, which is what less than a speeding ticket, probably, or about a speeding ticket. 
that that's what percentage that is to Vince McMahon that he decided wasn't worth paying. Like pocket change, pretty much. Mm. Yeah. Um. Scott, I do want to ask you this. Because mm-hmm. based off the conversation we've had, and I think we've had a, a, a good, um, uh, what's the word, fair conversation about the whole thing, but no hot mm-hmm. takes. Mm-hmm. Me and Scott are on the same side of this, where we believe that by probably by business weekend or maybe by Monday, Vince will probably be out of voted out of the board, and he probably won't be involved in WWE in any way, shape, or form. Do you agree? Do you think we've seen the end of Vincent Kennedy McMahon involved in World Wrestling Entertainment? I think we've seen the end of Vincent Kennedy McMahon as a free man. Well, he's not behind bars yet. No, um, but I will no, only he- be satisfied. If he is behind bars, I think that's where he I I think that's where he belongs. Like, I thought that before I think the legal process is leading that way. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's going to take time. But his involvement in WWE, you would also agree that it's over. No, it's 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 done. He'll fight it, but it's it's over. They all do. They all do. Roger Ailes tried to fight it, but he died before he went to trial. Yeah, I I do wonder about that. Harvey Weinstein tried to fight it and look what had happened to him. He's in jail. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do wonder that, like, if he's going to rapidly go downhill, uh, as this all happens. The back injury was very, very, um, weirdly timed. I'll say that for sure. Yeah. Um, my wife, um, as we were watching the newscast, uh, today and they were showing all these, you know, pictures of him through the years. And then, um, they were showing, you know, him with the handlebar mustache and stuff, you know, with the with the little interview and then like afterwards and she's like, who's that? Like, why are they? And I'm like, that's Vince. And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> he's, you know, to someone who hasn't seen him in a long time to see like. Maybe he thought he was averting the cops. Yeah, seriously. And then he tried to throw him off again by shaving it. Yeah. Um, There's right. really no good transition. No, 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 let's just end it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about. We'll do the big, the big uh, show we sign. Were, uh, why we were going to meet originally on the, our off week? Yeah. So there's been a lot of rumor and innuendo, to quote Mr. Uh, Thompson, the other, the phony, the faux father, um, about Mr. Okada. He's been a name bounced around this week. Um, obviously he is a free agent, but he is going to, he is going to wrestle through the, uh, what is it? First day, finest day. What are those called? Steve, those new Japan shows. There's like the new beginning. He's got new beginning. Thank you. New beginning. Yeah. He's got two matches left. They kind of move some stuff up. He has a match against Tanahashi. And I can't remember. February. It's like right around Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. So, then, of course, is the big decision. Um, and this was kind of I, I'm getting tired of 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 this narrative, and I don't know. I'm curious, Steve's thinking about this because I know he may disagree with me on this. So there was a rumor that's pretty much been debunked, but there was a rumor that he is siding that he was going to sign with WWE. And 
go down to and start things in NXT. That was a rumor. It has been totally debunked. But let's play let's let's play around with this for a minute. Everybody got offended immediately. And I said to myself, why? Since when? Two things. Number one, since when is NXT trash? I'm getting kind of fucking tired of that narrative. And number two, number two, what if Okada said, let's just pretend that he that, that this is true. What if Okada says, wow, I get a chance to kind of work with Shawn Michaels? Arguably the GOAT of the 90s. And half the 2000s. Maybe I could kind of work my way, see how things are here and maybe change things up. Maybe I, at least in WWE, I don't have to wrestle 40 minute matches anymore and burn my body out. Maybe Sean could teach me how to, could help me how to, you know, tune up my, my in-ring thinking and turn a 40 minute match into a 19 minute match. Because WWE is not big on matches that go 45 minutes, bad blood, 2004. So that pissed me off. I'm getting fucking tired of that bullshit. That going to NXT is is like is like, you know, a demotion. Yeah, if anything. So the qu- so the if question, anything, back uh, just a handful of years ago, it was the desired place to go for right. people coming in from Japan because you know you knew you were going to get you know amazing I, matches out I, of I it. I think and the it was problem. Be differently. I think the right. problem with NXT today is that it now has a set reputation as the developmental promotion for wwe if you want to become a superstar in wwe you can grow yourself here i don't know if that would be something that kazuchika okada would find productive for himself that's that's all i'll say but what if he is anybody what if he wants to sit and talk to see again boogie you're not looking at the at the picture i'm looking yeah but listen like talking about listen to me listen to me we're not talking about we're not talking about Okada going to, to to wrestle Trick Williams for Christ's sakes, or you know he's gonna he's gonna chase the North American heavyweight title. That's not that's not I, that's not the the narrative I'm saying here. What I'm saying is, say he goes down to full sale, and he's like, "My God, Shawn Michaels, K. Okada." Shawn's like, "Holy shit, dude, you're the man." And K- Okada's like, "You know, you're kind of the man too." He says, "The only thing you need to learn down here, or we need to tweak for you, is you're 36 years old." 40-minute matches probably will shorten your uh, career span. Let's work on changing the psychology of a 40-minute match and try to work it into a 18-minute match. Maybe. Um, because WWE does not do 40-minute matches. They barely do 30. And let's be honest. Over the past few years, most WWE matches, regardless of who's in it, when it goes over 25 minutes, it's too long. Mm-hmm. I was at I was last year when I was at SummerSlam in Detroit. My favorite match that night was Brock and Cody. I felt it was a great sprint. Same. I I love Roman. I do. That match with Jey Uso bored me. To that that me changed to because of the the. And I know Roman got hurt. I get it. But yeah. let's be honest, Boogie. I don't think the match is going to change. Well, no. Much. What I what I was going to say is that. 
I think that approach to match times changed for WWE because the incentive of how to get people to watch your product changed. They didn't have to have people log a bajillion hours watching the network to grow their membership and subscriptions and, and, and revenue. That's why I, I remember this vividly. There was a UK t- NXT show and there was a match between Pete Dunne and Joe Coffey and it was 40 minutes long. And I remember I called my friend. I was like, dude. Why are we having 40-minute matches with people like this that aren't ready? And it was because they were just logging as many minutes as humanly possible of content in order to get people to stay on the network and watch it. Now that they are outsourcing it, they've done it already with NBC Universal. Now they're going to do it again with another service. They don't need to do that anymore. That's why the that's why the pay-per-view you went to at SummerSlam was so airtight. That's how they yeah, are. Yeah, I I half believe you on that. I, I think you're right partially. I also think though that that that's just been the narrative of the past. I think I think that's a Sean thing. Sean used to wrestle long matches, but I think yes, I think we're going to get into a new era in WWE of of tighter matches. Steve, am I? I'm trying not to sound like a fanboy. I'm not because I would love to see Okada in WWE. If he goes to AEW, fine. I'm I'm okay with that. But let's be honest. Aren't we getting to the point now where Tony Khan's just accruing contracts so they don't go to WWE? It's turning into like sports now where we need to get Okada just so they don't go there. And then he has he barely he barely has room for Will Osprey for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I think that So do you get what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying he, he wouldn't flourish in AEW, but for God's sakes, that roster is getting ridiculous. Yeah. I, I do agree with that. I don't think he's accruing him just so he doesn't like if he went there. Just like I think he like he's one of the greatest of all time, and you know he wants to make you know dream matches and stuff like that. He wants to put together like the best wrestling product. Although he has gone a little more sports entertaining, but that's for another day. Um, Okada's a guy that I am um, speaking strictly from my fandom. As long as WWE doesn't do him dirty, um just kind of drop them and you know it, it's not the you know the Vincent era anymore where you have to like prove yourself uh, and you get punished for not being in wwe right um they've been doing really cool stuff with nakamura um eo sky and Kyrie sane and um asuka have been top of the card so i have more faith that they're not going to do okada dirty um i i'm I think wherever he ends up, it's going to be fine. Um, and it will be exciting because there's all sorts of kind of cool matches that you can do. And ultimately, that's one of the things, you know, it's one of the major reasons I watch wrestling. It's like a little bit of the story, but, you know, to see cool matches. I do think like that that's New Japan. New Japan, you know, Okada was always their best guy for the last few years. And for some reason, they always want their main events to their bigger shows to be like 30, 40 minutes. Um, even if like it doesn't make sense, like they're at the end of their G1 shows, the the main event, no matter who it is, it's going to be 25 to 30 minutes longer. If it was, uh, you know, a 60 minute time limit match, they'll throw new guys in there. I haven't seen the show to Umino versus Renda in a match that just happened, which is their two younger guys. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet that's going to go half an hour. Um, like, like if you're third on the card, though, even if you had the two same guys, you'd go like it like increases in time. Mm-hmm. So I think like, and they don't do singles matches that often either. 
So he's going to have to learn to adjust to that, but he'll be able to. He's done a merit. Yeah. I don't really, I don't want him to go to NXT merely because I don't want to see him working like, I don't know, like Baron Corbin or her, you know, like wearing a Chase, Chase University Univ- vest. Yeah, I was going to say like Chase <laughs> University or something like that. Yeah, somebody like it, put that on to be a typical dickhead. But. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's just not a, like you said, he's 36. He's in his prime. I don't want to see him kind of doing stuff with developmental guys. Um, if it was NXT from, you know, 2019. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's do it all day. Imagine like Okada, you know, we can even have that now in AEW, Okada Joe or Okada um, Cole. Yeah, like Okada Finn Balor. Now that Okada, like with their, you know, history of both being in New Japan and, um, you know, bringing back Okada Nakamura would be something too. And remember who ran that product? It was it was Paul Levesque yeah. and his guys. <laughs> oh, Triple H. I'm sorry. And oh, um, oh right. <laughs> and his guys. I mean, his style is now implemented, ingrained into WWE's main programming. So if you want to wrestle those Triple H guys, you're going to the main roster. So that's why I think he would go to the main roster if he did sign there. I still think mm-hmm. he's going to AEW. I think he's going to AEW, too. Um, more for the... I think Tony wants that... him more than WWE wants him. Yeah, I think so, too. I think Tony's going to... I don't agree. I think Tony's going to overpay. Hmm. I don't I don't agree. I think I, he wants to wrestle. I, I think what's I think the, the, the this is the first forget we're forgetting this, guys. In a general day to day sense. OK, in a general day to day sense. A.W. makes more sense. Mm-hmm. But there's one thing Okada has said in an interview. Yes, I know where you're going with this. And I, I agree. Yep. He, he wants he wants to wrestle. He wants to go to WrestleMania. Right. And I'm sorry. AW fans hate my guts all you want. Most of you do. All in at Wembley is not WrestleMania. I'm no, sorry. Agreed. It's agreed. just not. How it's dare awesome. you? It's awesome. It's not WrestleMania. <laughs> it's re- you know what, Boogie? It's WrestleMania 2 now, okay? Uh, <laughs> Why? Because we're having five events in five places like exactly, exactly. always wanted, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, so, right, as, as right, much as he on a dated Look at what Phil Brooks just did. Why did he come back to WWE? I want a main event WrestleMania. It's what I always wanted. It's the dream. It's the dream. Hey, can I have a brief aside to Phil Brooks since you brought him up? Mm-hmm. Phil? Wait, who's if that? You, if you get angry and someone shows up at Royal Rumble and we know who we're talking about mm-hmm. and you need to punch somebody out, mm-hmm. you punch that guy out and you don't stop. <laughs> and we'll all love you forever. <laughs> that is true. Um, that is true. Jack Perry. No, we don't need that. He's nothing. The young bucks. Who cares? You, you, knock out Vince McMahon, and I mean knock out Vince McMahon. Do, do you guys think he's even going to be there? No, I know I'm getting off track and no bring it back. No way. No yeah. way. He was at the stock exchange ringing of the bell when they announced yeah. Rock as member of the board, but. Uh, that was just purely ceremonial. I think. No, I don't think I you'll think see Vince the, anywhere near like, a but, show. But here's was the mm. important thing when they did the CNBC interview to talk about it. Where was Vince? Not in the interview. It was Ari Emanuel, Nick Khan, yeah. and Dwayne Johnson. That's that's now that's the who they're going to present WWE. from here on out. Nah, he's the faces nah, he's, that uh, run the place, right? He's uh, he's um, 
he's not going to go anywhere near a show. Yeah. At all. Because if they did, the like what should happen is, file especially the women, you should have a massive walkout right there. Like, or file a temporary restraining order. Yeah, like just just walk out of. It's the not building. happening. It's not happening. He's he is going to go nowhere near anything. He is done, done, done. Kevin Dunn. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. Oh, we now, talk before, about we the, finish, uh... before, we, before we get to the last topic, I just want to say yeah, one more yeah. thing about Okada. I still think, guys, that unlike everybody else that has left New Japan and left other promotions and have gone between um, AW WWE, I don't think Okada cares about I want an epic match with this. I want an epic match with that. I want an epic match. I want to get paid. I and want I think to go that's to, what I we're going, going for. Um, and that's why that's why I think uh that's why I think uh uh he's gonna go to WWE. I think he's gonna the choice the choice is going to be the WrestleMania thing and the wanting to be in WWE versus how much more money that Tony Khan might give him. Um, you know, like if we're talking, say, I'm just making up numbers. Uh, let, let's say WWE offers him a million and a half a year and Tony Khan offers him $3 million a year. It would be hard for me to say no to AEW and, you know, with that much of a Because difference. when you go to AEW, and we reiterated this on the last show when it was me and Scott, if he, she, he goes to AEW or TNA, he is, he goes to numero uno. He's at the top mm-hmm. of the card. He's he's competing for the world championship of that promotion all the time. Mm-hmm. I bet you he main evented the impact episode he was on. Oh yeah, that's um actually as we're taping. It was the sh- it aired last night. Yeah, it was on last, last night. night. Yeah, it was sick man. Uh, I think that free agency is great. I love it. We are gonna now, have more. Now of here's it. the thing though, Boogie. I think that's a that's a morale problem. See, I think the problem there is um, I think the problem there is. We saw this with WWE and Sasha Banks. She wanted, this is where Tony Khan and Triple H are two different human beings. If Triple H, if, uh, if Tony Khan, if, if Sasha Banks said to Tony Khan, I want to be your highest paid diva or your highest paid, whatever, knockout, whatever the hell they're called in women's wrestler. He'd do it in a heartbeat. Feelings be damned. He was not going to Triple H was not going to reward disloyalty to Sasha Banks or Mercedes or whatever. It depends I on do the not circumstances. Think, I, oh, I'm sorry. Continue your point. I'm sorry. Well, I, 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 and I don't think. Yeah, you're right. AW would elevate him to the top, but what does that mean? What does that tell you about the rest of the roster? Then when when Will Osprey comes, what do you do with him, Bookie? When it comes to the male roster, they're way too overstacked. I absolutely agree. But I will say this. Uh, him wrestle, uh, you know, fucking hook. Even with the injuries, you still look at the roster and you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's mm. it's it's absolutely insane. But the, the point I was going to make and and uh, before, like when I was, you know, when I jumped in the middle, is that it depends on the circumstances. And WWE has the best women's division in the world. Mm-hmm. It's better than AEW's. It's better than Impact's. It's better than oh, sure. Stardom's. It's better. So if they lose a Sasha Banks, they can get over it. If you add a Sasha Banks to AEW, that's a game changer. Like that changes the entire perception 
of the women's division in AEW. It puts a telescope on it. It or a microscope on it. <laughs> it it um it also increases it the ratings the, for the segment. But when it comes to the AEW women, I still answer the ask myself the question: Why did Jade Cargill leave? Um, she was Jade, undefeated. Yeah. Um, the money, I, the money was the same, and the and the uh, and the spotlight was bigger. The reach, yeah, I, I think she wanted to reach more people. Did Will did Will Osprey belong in in AW over WWE? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, Okada is a different story because I think Okada has different priorities. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I love Okada and TNA. Yeah, and also yeah. the the they're unicorns. Okada and Osprey, and even Kenny Omega got. I mean. I know you talk about the diverticulitis and how serious it is. It turns out it is serious. I really hope he recovers from it. But wrestlers like that are unicorns. They're the ones who – they don't have to cut promos to get over. They get over because they're great. And I think Okada is one of those people. I really, really do. Yeah, Osprey, I'm, I didn't want to be have in WWE. I don't think um, – and you're kind of just alluding to that too. Uh, Okada, it's not that I don't care. I'm fine with wherever he ends up. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it will work. I, I there is still that part of me in WWE that's like, please don't. But that's that's just because of years of being disappointed earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Not because of the last year or so. I, I will say, yep, exactly. I think Paul Levesque is doing a better job of chiseling away at that reputation of like, man, they go to WWE and they just ruin them. No, Walter is better as Gunther now. Sami mm-hmm. Zayn is better having stayed there. So did Kevin Owens. They're bigger stars now. If they jumped to AEW in 2020 or 2021, those three people, they would have mm-hmm. been worse off. They yeah. would have. Mm-hmm. I'm being honest. Yeah. And now they're probably going to be at the marquee of WrestleMania once again. We might mm-hmm. even see Gunther win the Royal Rumble. And I'm telling you, Tony is going to keep – and I say this over and over and I beat this, and then we'll get to the final story. But Tony's going to regret – being the guy that allows guys to wrestle elsewhere. I say it over and over again. I'm going to beat it into the ground until people keep listening to me. Everyone thinks it's a blessing to be able to go to AEW because you can wrestle everywhere else. It's going to end up being a curse. And it's already fucked up a bunch of pay-per-views over AEW's history. Mark my words, eventually Tony Khan is going to have to do what WWE did all these years, and they were right. You work here, you wrestle here. End of story. I'm sorry, it's just the way it's just the way it's got to be. How many times has Moxley fucked something up because he got hurt somewhere else, or this guy, or this injury, or this is nagging, or Danielson's got another broken face? Like eventually, Tony's got to look in the mirror and go, "I hate to do this, but this is the this is where you butter your bread. You don't butter your bread at stardom, or you don't butter your bread in Evolve." I'm just throwing rando. Yeah, motions, I, I think. Yeah, like, I think I'm sorry. I'm just, I've always been a thing about that. That's just something about me. That's just how I feel. I think I think that's just like a Danielson, and uh, he's starting to pull back. Like he pulled back Eddie Kingston, um, to prevent injury. You know, he, he's on New Japan, but um, I, Danielson's just doing it now because he wants to go balls to the wall until <laughs> August. And WWE does have those exceptions, but they're small and they're usually minuscule. Like Charles Dempsey, William Regal's son. <laughs> right. He gets sent a... to all Japan, not yeah, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Right. And, and the Nakamura right. was more ceremonial than everything, than anything. Yeah, exactly. Right. He didn't go there to wrestle a 45-minute match. No. No. All right. So obviously the final story that we want to talk about, and that's the big one, 
2025, we are now locked in for all of WWE's brand shows. SmackDown is will be on USA. NXT will be on The CW. And now, finally, we're going to watch Raw and chill. Five billion dollars. Raw in January is going. One year from now is going to Netflix. I was actually pretty stunned by this. I'm not going to lie. For a couple of reasons. Me too. Number one, uh, finally, after years and years and years, uh, people on on social media who think they know anything about television ratings will finally shut the fuck up. Oh, they know, right? WWE, right? Oh, wait a minute. Are you saying ratings discourse in the IWC is over? Over. It, it's is there a window I can jump out. out of? Yeah, I know. <laughs> No, there's, some, there's a window I like to push people out of. Um, uh, my, my opinion on that very small is that it won't go away, but people won't care as much. Well, there's no, there's no ratings to talk about. You can't there are rate. streaming Nielsen ratings, but I don't think people Oh, care. that's not going to – nobody fucking cares. Like, oh, nobody my God, cares. Monday Night Raw got beat by Virgin River. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. WWE is making so much money in so many other ways when it comes to the programming. Ratings exactly. aren't worth shit. Nobody cares. Exactly. Now, this is a bigger deal internationally. As from what I've heard through the vine, through the vine of grapes, because in other countries, Netflix may end up acquiring the catalog. So we may actually see the end of the WWE network because the WWE network still exists everywhere else. It just doesn't outside of America. It's dead. Yeah. So. So it, it could be dead. Um. What are your thoughts, Steve, when you first heard that this is where Raw was going? I was surprised for a few reasons. One, just because a uh, big move by Netflix showing that they're getting into live programming. It's they've, you know, what they did, the Chris Rock special. They had a couple specials a, a year, a couple years ago. They did a Joel McHale show, and I think there was another weekly show they did. With, they did a Love uh, is Blind reunion show, but it yeah. was a disaster because... It oh, it was an utter disaster. Because the feed cut out, right? Yeah, because there's so many people watching it at once. It's a beta, those were beta tests. This is not yeah. a beta test. Raw. Um, so that... It, it was also, I was also surprised by the timing of it, meaning I didn't think that, you know, they're going to come to a deal for a few months still. Uh, it, it didn't seem like the, it, it was moving very fast. And that there was a lot still out there. So that was the other part of it that I was surprised at. Um, I was also, and I don't think anyone predicted this, that it was tied up so much with the international as well. Um, many people, like including Brandon Thurston, our, our buddy, like, he, like he's trying to figure out and put a ratio on how much raw the dollar amount for the United States actually is. And you really can't tell because it's including Canada and Latin America and some of Europe, all of the international programming, which includes raw, like you said, raw SmackDown, NXT, all the pay-per-views, however much of the network they put up. Uh, so we don't know how much those Netflix is paying, like kind of per, um, it, it will be intriguing too. Like, um, but yes, this is another thing you have to be careful about. Cause like I read, I was thinking it was variety or somewhere else, which is a fairly reputable source mm-hmm. that the contract was that after 
you know, SmackDown is done on USA, that it's going to revert automatically to Netflix. And that's not true. No, I, I was going to bring that up. There is actually a three month window. Yeah, the that's fourth quarter of the year from October 1st till January, I guess, January 3rd, which would be yeah. the first Monday of 2025. Raw doesn't have anywhere to go. And USA has said we're not signing a. a Why would you? We're not. Yeah. Right. We're not. Hold, we're not. Um, this is your problem. You an olive branch. You yeah. Were yeah this is your problem. Plus, right. Mm-hmm. This is your this is your problem. That makes Fix perfect it. sense. Yeah. This is your problem. Fix it. So it's either going to go on Netflix early or Peacock. Yeah, I don't think Netflix will do it early. I think they'd have to. Uh, I think they'd have to um, figure that There's out. There's only one other small thing they could do, but it would have to be a highly priced temporary deal. Is that they go on the CW for just a few months? I don't think that's going to work. I I agree with Boogie. I mean, I agree with Steve. I have a feeling it's gonna it's gonna it may have to be streamed on Netflix for uh, on uh, Peacock for a few mm-hmm. months. I think that, I think and I think that might be a good thing. I think it may get people. Uh, and doc. I don't say doctrine. That's not a good word. Um, help me out, Steve. This is where I need you. Uh, um, not ingrained. What's the word I'm thinking of? Not, I don't want to say trained. Not at all. Help me here. Give me something. Oh, right. like Acclimated. Acclimated. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't want to say. I didn't want to say trained. That's not a good. Yeah. Word. They uh, want to make. And if there is a service that is, if there is an entertainment service that is amazing at acclimating their audience, it is Netflix. They are yeah. the best at it, period. But Netflix needs needed Raw because Netflix is the is technically Netflix is like the New Japan of streaming. They're they're but an indie. Can I push they're back like, on that? What do you mean by needed? In order to boost their live programming? No, in order to boost them, period. Boogie, think about this. They used to be the place. The stream for everything, movies. But now, eventually, the contracts they have with certain movie companies will be ending soon. All Paramount movies will go to Paramount+. Plus. All Universal movies will go to Peacock. All um, Disney and Fox movies will go to either Disney Plus or Hulu. All Warner Brothers movies will go to Max. So all of the movies that, that are on Netflix that are run by big movie houses are going to be gone. A giant chunk of their movies are going to be gone. Maybe Lionsgate will stick around, Sony. But the big four, Warner Brothers, Universal, Disney slash Fox slash whatever, I, and, I, I will and, do- and uh, Paramount are all going to go to their own streams. And that way we don't have to pay any middlemen anymore. I have to disagree on that because what I've been noticing with those services that you mentioned, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, uh, you know, Hulu going to Disney, Peacock with NBC, um, and then especially Max with David Zasloff, they have been outsourcing their product back to Netflix as licensee for licensing deals more often than they did when they started their services to try to make it exclusive. Um, the, uh, there is a new phrase that's being used and I'm pretty sure WWE is paid very close attention to this. There's a new phrase in the media business called the suits effect. And what it is, is Mm. that there's a show (laughs) that was on Peacock and on Hulu and on all these different syndications of suits because Meghan Markle, who married Prince Harry was on it. 
nobody watched it or we didn't think people watched it. When it went on Netflix, everybody watched it. There was a show called Heartland that was on CMT. Nobody knew what the fuck it was. And then it goes on Netflix. And everybody knows what it is, and it's one of the most watched shows in the world now. It's because of the fact that Netflix is now the new cable. It, everybody likes to ask us as you know, wrestling fans in our 40s, yes, we're outing ourselves in the 90s with cable. But why were you watching all that wrestling? Because it was on. And it's the same thing with Netflix. Why do all these kids look at TikTok and they watch Netflix? Because it's on. Everybody and their grandma, literally has Netflix. And the most important part about this, and I'm really glad you brought this up, Scott, at the very beginning, because I think it's the most important part of this. The international mm -hmm. reach of Netflix versus Disney+, Plus, Paramount+, Plus, Apple, Max. You mm -hmm. can combine all of Netflix's streaming competitors together, and it doesn't even come within a tenth of the international reach of Netflix. It's not even close. So the suits effect is basically we can take something and it's kind of like similar to like WWE when there's a wrestler on a smaller scale. Well, we could take this wrestler. We, we put them on our platform. They'll be stars. Same thing with Netflix. So that is a good fit. We can we can take something that doesn't get great ratings or people don't seem to watch it and we'll put it on our platform and boost it. And now everybody knows what it is because because we are the most watched thing in media. So in terms of that, yes, it's a good fit. I don't agree with the part you said about Netflix needing WWE for programming rights as a harbinger. I really don't. I think what it was is just WWE is in that in-between of sports and entertainment, but it also established itself in live programming and they had to pay pretty penny to get it. And Netflix was one of the only places that could actually pay that big dollar of $5 billion over 10 years. There's only it, one part. Oh, go ahead, Ski. Oh, no, go for it. No, keep going. There's only one part about this that I don't know is beneficial. Everything about this is a W for WWE. You can just call it the WWE again because they they make so much money off of this. They they're now a, they now have a home for their flagship show on the biggest media streaming service in the world. It's it's a big win. Even if people don't ever want to watch Netflix, at least it's there for people to watch it and for new generations to open their eyes to it. Here's the part that I think they definitely miscalculated on. In order to get this deal with Netflix, they had to give themselves a provision that if Netflix wants to re-up, they can do it for another 10 years and the bump rate is not that high. Mark Emmert did the same thing with the NCAA tournament where he signed himself to a 15-year contract. By the, end, the reason why he wound up quitting is because by the end of that contract, the value was pennies on the dollar because the economy rose. That's the part with WWE where people look at this money like, oh my God, $500 million a year. That's amazing. But Scott, listen to me. How much is that going to be in 2035? It's not going to be as much as it is now. Mm -hmm. So that's the one it, it, and Steve coined this phrase. We are in the era of diminishing returns in professional wrestling and WWE in about 10 years will, will enter the era of diminishing returns where they're not going to get the bang for their buck. And then there's the nuclear option that Steve brought up already, which is they could just cut, cut off the contract in five years. They mm -hmm. actually term it. So it's a bit, it's different. It's new. You're not, there's no Bonnie hammer to save you now. You got to make good with this 
relationship with a brand new platform and a totally new audience, totally new. That's the one great unknown. Outside of that, enormous win for WWE. I think you suck. <laughs> uh, I think that was excellent. Uh, I thought it was very well. No, that was actually very well. Very well. Netflix put. is up twenty percent already this year. And TKO is up to eighty a share. That's the highest they've had since probably now. Vince yep. left. Now another thing about Netflix we have to discuss is Netflix has no live interface, which actually helps my company because they'll probably need us to help do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they may have to start working on changing their pay scale. People were pissed off to begin with their pay scale. I mean, Netflix is expensive. They they added it, ads. Yeah. It goes up quickly too. Like they raise their rates a lot. Yeah. 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 Right now and you they have already have a premium tier. What they do is like if you want to watch the the Sony licensed movies I already mentioned, like Spider Man and No Hard Feelings and Dumb Money, you need to pay the premium price. You can't watch it without it. If you no, want to watch Stranger Things, you have to I had watch the it on the premium. Yeah, I have this, and guess I, what? I, I have this and guess what? Follow the House of Usher. You can't watch it. Something I can't like watch. That. I couldn't watch Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Great movie, by the way. Tremendous. Have you guys seen that? It? Will happen with Raw when Raw goes Tremendous there. Movie. You need the premium price to get it. Uh, I could not watch Morbius. Thank God. Um, uh, <laughs> so I, I actually dumped my Netflix and I took Doctor G's and I'm on his because his wife pays the premium. So there you go. Um, so I just I threw. But they already cracked down on that. And they were the first one to do it, and they made money off of it. It shows in their revenue m- reports that it's not called uh, adding new accounts. It's something called like page sharing or something like that. But it's basically oh, if you want to use somebody else's account, you got to pay your end too. Well, they actually cracked down on it uh, on password sharing, and now they're making more money off of it. Well, Netflix now- is the giant. What they do, they're like the NFL in sports. They're like WWE in wrestling. What they do, everybody else does. Um, yeah. And I mean, now you can, you can, uh, get an account, you can pay your own account on someone else's account and have your own profile, even though it's under somebody else. I don't know. Makes hmm, no fucking correct. Sense. But anyway, correct. makes no fucking sense. But anyway, <laughs> um, the other problem now is when raw is live, they're going to have to have ads. And now it's like Netflix. Netflix has a disclaimer. We're ad-free, except in certain licensed situations. You're going to get ads even if you pay for no ads. Yeah, It's going to happen. Our people, our Netflix people who already pay too much to begin with, now going to be like, I got to get ads anyway, and I'm already paying fucking $15.99 a month? I don't think so, because I think it's going to be the people, the people who are watching are going to be the people who are always watching, right? Right. It's going to be people who have... I mean, and I'm not ripping on WWE here. AEW is the same, but it's like for decades at this point, it's been the same formula of the way the commercials go. Uh, and you can almost predict when the commercials are hitting. Um, but, but, there is, bit, but there is a little bit a better suits, WWE now. There is a suits effect slash office effect to this. There is. There will be people who have never seen WWE who mm-hmm. watch it because it's on Netflix. Now, when will that happen? God knows when. We might be dead when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but the most important thing for them is that they do they grow their viewership? Oh my God, yes. Everyone's on Netflix. Yeah, I mean, my like my wife, perfect example of the of the Suits effect. She thought it was like a Netflix original. She didn't even realize that first until 
she saw Meghan Markle on. That's like, oh, this like this show. And there's and and Steve, there's so many examples of this just on that service. I mean, it, we still see it with Young Sheldon and the Big Bang Theory, where if people know what it is and like it, they'll just watch it over and over again. And Scott, you can speak to this. Who likes rewatching the same content more than wrestling fans? <laughs> I know, right? I agree. <laughs> Um, so they're also anyway. creating a docu series involving Vince McMahon in conjunction be with interesting. Sean and, with the Ringer and um, other people, and that will be and Sean and Netflix has already said they are not changing their their narrative on it. Scott, not, why would they do that? This is the stuff that they make the most money off of—the stuff, the dirty stuff. Right. So the dirtier, the better. But anyway, full circle conversation right there. Yeah, the dirtier the go. better. The Will they change the their content on Raw? I highly doubt it. It's going to be the same. I no, not Raw. No, I'm not talking about Raw. I'm not talking about I, Raw. I'm talking no, about no, but I know people will ask that. People will say, "Oh, well, you know, Netflix kind of goes um, a little bit hot, you know, loose with the language." Like, well, can WWE do it again? No, I don't. I think they're going to do the same thing they always have done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They're not going to change the product. The thing I'll be most looking forward to is what they're going to do from October 1st till the end of the year. Yeah, that's interesting. That's what I'm looking for. I, Fox, I, I like uh, Steve. Fox Sports One. I like Steve Stair. <laughs> oh my god! You're worse than Will from Texas. Um, I, CBS I Sports it. Network. CBS. I, don't get me. Oh my god, that'd the, be amazing. That's right. I thought the I thought the NWA was going to go there. To be quite honest with Can you, Can it go on Pluto and Jen Smith and review Raw for us? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Jenny, position everybody over on the no so. Uh. Well, guys, uh, that was awesome. Uh, of course, yeah, it was, it was a really great job, guys. Seriously, more, like that was. More reg- <laughs> it was not more trying reg- to pat ourselves on the on the back too much, but that was. Uh, I, I feel like we handled that all real well. You can pat me on the back anytime you want, <laughs> and I'm saying that platonically, of course. That was not a joke. <laughs> as uh, long as there's not a massage table involved. Ah, uh, damn it, Boogie! For God's sakes! Oh. we didn't By get Steve's predictions for the Royal Rumble. Nobody cares. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want uh, it. Yeah. Right. I'm having a and, hard time thinking. I was excited about watching the Royal Rumble. Um, I, like, I was probably going to do it, like, Sunday. Um, women, Becky Lynch, men, Cody Rhodes. Yeah. I, was, I, was I, I am raising my hand from last week, and I'm changing my mind. I said, Cody, I think Gunther's going to win the Royal Rumble. I don't. I think Gunther's going to win the Elimination Chamber. Well, someone's going to be wrong, and it's going to be you, Scott. <laughs> I'm um I can't wait I can't wait till I can't wait till Okada wrestles Trick Williams for the North American title. And it pisses you off to no fucking That's end. gonna be the surprise at Vengeance Day in Clarksville, Tennessee. Hey That's right, Okada, we have a great debut. It's in Clarksville, Tennessee. Making rain in Clarksville. I mean AEW doesn't have much to talk about either. They're having a giant cage match at Bozier City, Louisiana. That's five hours away from my house. I'm not going um, there. I, um, it's five hours to get from one side of Louisiana to the other? Really? I thought Louisiana was smaller than that. Anyway. There's a lot of swamp to swim through, buddy. We don't have cars here. <laughs> <laughs> you and Jake Williams on your own canoe. <laughs> anyway, have a wonderful uh, weekend, everybody. Uh, you can follow all these people on our various uh, socials. And, of course, uh, follow the brand at PTBN Wrestling on Twitter. Twitex, Xer, whatever it is. Uh, we will be back next week. We're not changing. We're not changing the off week. This was just a bonus. We are going to be back next week for a regular episode. We will, uh, talk post-mortem of, uh, the Royal Rumble and look ahead to 
Perth for the Elimination Chamber. Um, I might have I a little new, new Japan talk, too, because I've been uh, yes. watching the shows this month. Uh, I watched first. I, I'm totally in on TNA. Uh, I loved Hard to Kill. I loved the first episode of Impact. I got to watch this week still. Uh, you could hear more TNA talk on Sunday morning with the newest episode of the PTB Weekend Special. Myself and the Doctor, Doctor G. George Bellino, who definitely has thoughts on all of everything we talked about tonight. Um, and then we will be back next week to talk uh, all sorts of stuff um, pertaining to wrestling and other. Maybe there will be a, a news about uh, closing the gap at the end of the year. Maybe that's something that I, I'm sure that's not something WWE wants to, you know, wants to. Uh, um, leave open. Let's put it that way. So anyway, have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Enjoy the Royal Rumble. We'll be back one week. Uh, for Brother Steve, for Brother Boogie, I am Brother Scott. You have been in the main event. We'll talk to you in one week. Hey, Scott, I have new Netflix pay-per-view names. The Floor is Lava Rumble, the Squid Game Series, and this is my favorite, the Great British Baking Showcase of the Immortals. What do you think? Go ahead, Shut up, Breach. <laughs>